<clears throat> Man. Mm. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, Goblin and Beat. Um, if you're listening to this uh, approximately in real time, you may be confined to your house, depending on where you are. Uh, if so, nothing better to do than to go back uh, through all the Goblin Beat archives, uh, which I don't know if those even exist anymore, but maybe they do. They're on YouTube. We're definitely on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You definitely go back and watch all the Goblin Beat uh, episodes on YouTube. I don't. You guys are on YouTube. Know. Yeah, yeah, for like uh, two years. Our whole um, Ravenloft campaign is on YouTube. Yeah, oh. you can see me wearing all my different hats and getting steadily older. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're on YouTube. I think all of our old actual podcasts and video cast episodes are in the ether somewhere. I don't think they're actually available at this point in time. Yeah, I've got them backed up. I could I could drop them all on Patreon. We're going to try to put those back out there eventually. Um, we I have a website reserved. We're not put them out there on uh, Patreon. I don't I don't know. Um, but otherwise, you know, be a good thing to do while you're stuck inside due to this whole COVID nineteen crisis that we've got going on. Hope we got plenty of toilet paper. Um, we're just kind of sitting around chatting right now because. We don't know where Bogus is. He told us last night he was going to be online. Uh, he was available to play, and um, he's not—he's not here. He's not here right now. We're trying to chat him. Don't know where he's at. Hope he's okay. Hope um, you know. Hope he didn't get the corona. Yeah, hope he didn't get the corona. That's, that'd be a bad thing. It's serious though, guys. It's serious. Serious uh, thing. We're not, not making light. Um, but anyway, so uh, we were just chatting and Brandon was talking about pewter figures. And, you know, in my mind, I, I thought he was talking about like pewter, like short for computer. Like oh. Yeah. I was like, why is he building pewter figures? Like I'm saying it like a Batman in the Lego movie. I understand. Yeah. 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 I was like, pewter? What? Why is he building models of pewters? See, my grandmother always pronounced pewter as pulister. Hmm. What? I'm not sure why she added so many letters. <laughs> like the pulister prize? I guess. <laughs> That's the best, best painted pewter model wins the pulister prize. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just an Alabama thing. I don't know. I think, I think if that doesn't exist, we're contractually obligated to make it exist now. <laughs> well, most or, minis aren't pulister anymore. Yeah, that's true. But you we know still how like, the um, Pulitzer Prize, though. <laughs> I don't know. If we can still call it the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard like on like on TV if they say like the name of a website and they're like legally obligated to buy it if it doesn't exist or something like that? Like what? if they say it on a TV show? Sure. I'm just gonna go along with that. I don't yeah. think that's true. As a lawyer, I'm gonna say I don't think that's true. I don't know. All I know is dear the. Democratic debate the other day. Bernie Sanders said, told us to check the YouTube. Well, sometimes you got to check the YouTube for the dance vids. The YouTube. Uh, sometimes my YouTube gets blocked and I do have to check it. <laughs> wow. It gets, it gets backed up. So, so we were talking about the fact that uh, we're really behind in our, our Blood Bowl League. Oh, yes, that's right. We've got a Blood Bowl League. Well, mine just got canceled because everybody's scared. Social distancing because reasons. Are cautious. Whatever. 
Depends on your point of view. Look, I get it. I get it. But I think, uh, I think if they think the world's going to shut down for two months, they are sorely mistaken. Oh, no. If the world shut down, shuts down for two months, we're going to have some uh, major economic recovery to do. But, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, money versus lies. But that's getting too serious. This is too serious. We need to back off this thing. Uh, no, but so I, was yeah, our, blood ball. I was thinking about our last play session. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I cheated Bogus. So for anyone who remembered Bogus asking for an elephant gun. Yeah. 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 I should have given him one. But really? it would have just been a laser gun with some weird etched scratchings on the side that his character wouldn't have realized made the shape of an elephant. Oh. Right? Uh, see, I figured it would have been see, a gun that shot out many elephants. The problem here, well, that could have been another, another excellent interpretation of elephant gun. <laughs> could have shot elephant uh, crackers, like animal crackers. Yes. Yeah, been yes. Good. So the problem here balloons, but yeah. is that I haven't played RPGs in, I don't know what, how long has it been, Danny? 20 years? 15 years? No. It's been, it's been a while. Years. Eight years. So my like... imagination muscle is atrophied. <laughs> didn't, didn't you play online with us some a bit ago when we started this whole thing? Uh, yeah, very first couple like, of po- very first like six months of podcasts. That was like nine years ago though, eight or nine, yeah. <clears throat> oh geez, was that was that nine years ago? Yeah, because I lived in Virginia then. Oh my god. I don't think that I ever played with you guys on Roll Twenty. Well, uh, yeah, now, now we're gonna now we're gonna was, have to dig it that out. Was, that was way before Roll Twenty. Yeah, it wasn't Roll Twenty. It was another online. It was um, virtual. What was it called? It was another virtual I think, tabletop. I think Chris played with you guys back then. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. But when we very first got it started, you were on there. Terry was on there. Like the whole group was on. Helen was on there. Everybody was on there. Yeah, I'm not sure. That was a long time ago. Anyway, like I said, the imagination, the imagination muscle is just atrophied. Yeah. So I, I cheated, Bogus. That's all right. That's all right. That's kind uh, of the spirit of the game. Fair. Think about it. I mean, he's he's obviously online somewhere right now, right? He's online. He's on his phone. Uh, no, he, not anymore. Not anymore. Right. He was. It's not like he can go anywhere. He's at his house. It's probably, uh, oh. uh, I don't know. It's probably working. Okay. Since we have nothing else going on, I, I linked you guys to the Alien RPG yesterday. Did anybody click on that link? No, but I can now. Why would, why would we do that? So this freaking thing, it's Alien, like from Alien the movie, but it's, it's a role-playing Is it off-topic? Where are we at? Uh, yeah, off to- it's, it's, it's an off-topic, yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all oh, the reviews... Is- all the reviews I've read for it say it is great. It's tons of fun. The uh, so it's got a Ridley st- Scott. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a stress mechanic similar to uh, to this game, right? To Alpha Complex. Uh, but as the as the stress goes up, uh, you know, you're, you're more and more likely to have crazy stuff happen to you or to go nuts. Well, you can go nuts in paranoia. Yeah. So yeah. it's similar similar in that, and then. Um, Michael you know, Keaton, kind of All we have to do to accomplish this same thing is that I can have Xenomorphs attack Alpha Complex. I feel yeah, like the only person who can go out, uh, Michael Keaton, kind of nuts is Michael Keaton. <laughs> what about what about Nicolas Cage? Have you, He's pretty nuts. 
Yeah, yes. I mean, he's pretty nuts, but he doesn't have the famous line. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I feel like if you took some acid and into like a little bit of methamphetamine, you could definitely pull off Nicolas Cage. I think Planters should have totally <laughs> made a commercial with Michael Keaton's line from Batman. I'm just saying. Well, as much product placement as was in 1989 Batman, I'm surprised they didn't think of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to go back and watch that now. Like a Coke can in there or something? Like a Coke Pepsi, can in probably. the Batcave? Pepsi was big then. It's probably Pepsi. Yep. Uh, was it really? God. Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pepsi, um, Pepsi's pretty old. People don't... They were trying, they were trying to recover from the, the Crystal Pepsi debacle. Hmm. Uh, I loved Crystal Pepsi. I liked it. Of course, I also loved Surge back then, so... Oh, I yeah. I did also like Surge. And what was that other one? That The one with, like, the Panther on it? That Pepsi put out? What? That would be Sex Panther. No, that's a totally, <laughs> that's a totally different thing. I think, Josta. I think that was a male enhancement drink. Maybe. It was called Josta. J-O-S-T-A. That had a chameleon or something on the side of it, didn't it? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Look look it up in Google Image Search. I'm thinking about something else, probably. Anyway, this alien is supposed to be really good. It's sci-fi, which we don't do a lot of. And the xenomorphs come out and we're like, Sometimes they just like freak you out, and sometimes they eat your face off. You're doing a sci-fi game right now. Well, I mean, not right now, but yeah, you get the idea. Anyway, I just read a I read a review for it on the Morris official or unofficial or whatever blog thing. It was uh, it made it sound pretty good, so I thought I should. Yeah, I'll send you. I'm going to send you a picture of this just again. It's Morris unofficial tabletop uh, thing. That's what it was. So, so that you guys know what we're going to do in the next session, which I could just spring it on you in the next session. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I was going to let us freewheel a little bit. So instead of jumping straight into the next mission, I was going to let you just kind of explore Alpha Complex aimlessly, but not so much aimlessly. <clears throat> um, okay. Because on the mission, you guys were very on the rails. Right. Right. No, I don't want to explore. We're going where the arrow goes. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, no, nobody wanted to. I don't think anybody wanted to f up with friend computer on the first mission. Oh, yeah, everybody, well. everybody was recording a lot of stuff. That's all I'm saying. And there was a lot of recording. I'm recording this. I'm recording all of this. I saved. I saved Bogus and John recorded it to turn me in. So, yeah. So I was going to have us just free a little bit to kind of explore the game a little more and get you guys off the rails. Gotcha. That sounds yeah. That sounds interesting. So we will definitely uh, get immediately off the rails. If, Wait, if is Latvia a real country? I thought that was where Doctor Doom lived. What? Latvia. No, Latvia. it's Latvia. real. How do we not know this, Matt? It's just well, it's just above uh, Lithuania, huh? What's this country called? I mean, I can't blame you because it's called Latveria. I mean, come on, okay. It's got it's pretty close. It's, it's got very two close. extra letters. Two extra Look, letters. I'm not going to hold it against you too much. I mean, there's people out there that think. Well, oh, yeah, oh, pro- probably the Latvians will probably hold it against me. But how many? How many of those really are there? Let me look that up. <laughs> yeah, what's what's funny is I might end up going to Latvia. And, uh, 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 you're going to get tomatoes thrown at you because of me. 1.92 million people. That's not that many. That's less than what live in Atlanta, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Or he's going to become Doctor Doom. We're not sure which of the two it is yet. <laughs> That's the thing that cracks me up when people uh, compare us to European countries. I'm like, you realize that entire country is the size of one of our cities. Yeah, like not, the not that we're comparing sizes, but it's like the scale is completely different. All right, so the city of Atlanta only has half a million people but if you look at the atlanta metro atlanta metro population like, yeah, yeah that's that's where you that's where you hit the money i assume that's what you meant when you said it yeah five million oh nine hundred might, might as well just call it six million let's just call it six million yeah so three times the population of latvia it's half the state of georgia lives in the atlanta metro area it's true and the rest of us are just out here in the sticks, buying our toilet paper at Dollar General. Someone posted a, a picture of uh, Rocky at the end of his fight, said, my butthole after three weeks of Dollar General toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually, a Costco shopper for most staples, right? Oh, my God. I tried to get oh, that, that, that must have been terrible. And How so, many well, staples do you buy? At least ten thousand. You gotta buy them in bulk. <laughs> what all are you stapling? But, I couldn't uh, tell so like, you the last time I bought staples. So when people were to start talking about, oh God, I can't find toilet paper or paper towels, I'm like, I had ten years of that in the closet already. <laughs> well, we normally do go to Costco for toilet paper, and I went last week one day, just thinking, oh, you know, I'll make a toilet paper run and get some other stuff. There was a guy out in front in his Costco uniform as if he were a town crier going, we're officially out of toilet paper. Wow. So the thing that kills me, I I came in one of my grocery store walkthroughs, I came across one of the much rumored pounds of hamburger meat Mm -hmm. and went ahead and purchased that. But while I was in the store, there was a guy who had a, a buggy and in the buggy was nothing but like six cases of water and i'm Mm. like okay maybe this guy's faucet's broken i don't know i don't know his (laughs) life maybe his brita filter is just out of filters and it's like toilet paper you just can't find anymore i I don't know maybe he's a he likes he's a micro brewer but he likes to use bottled water for his beer Mm. Mm. i i I could see that or 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 maybe he distills his own yeah uh you know I don't know. I walk into the kitchen and turn the faucet on and the shit still sprays out at me for free. So I don't feel the need to go buy in six cases of water. And mine comes up my fridge, but yeah. Same. Same difference. Yeah. Well, everybody thought Costco was like, you know, running here and there and everywhere. I didn't, I didn't even go inside. I got halfway to the door and just changed my mind. Imagine you heard the officially out of toilet paper and you're like, well, why am I here? Yeah, I don't have to worry about it because I mean, for those of you who know my father, this may come as a shock. He's he's a bit of a doomsday prepper. <laughs> <laughs> just just a, a bit, just a right. tiny tiny bit. So, so uh, he's bitch. sitting in the basement right now, surrounded by a fort of toilet paper, just strumming <laughs> on his guitar. He sits he sits on a <laughs> throne of toilet paper <laughs> with. <laughs> Has he got 3M masks like like just everywhere, just like hanging on pegs? Just I, mean, I, I, I want to say you know what all he's got because I don't want people to like use this podcast like track me down in case it's really bad. <laughs> right, but uh, 
I mean, we're 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 probably okay for like the next six months or so. Yeah, okay. What what did John just send? Is this a toilet paper thing? No. Oh, my problem. Okay. <clears throat> That's pretty funny. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, so I think we're okay. Like you know, you know those bags of rice that come in, yeah, like the the plastic polymer, and just have like mm-hmm. rice stenciled on them. Yep. Yeah. So like, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, so kind what of you're rice. Is you're making sushi. To- I'm just saying, we got enough rice, beans, and coffee to feed the entire family <laughs> that lives here for probably a year. <laughs> See, I, I do a lot of meal prepping ever since I started dieting. And so for me, this was there's absolutely no change to my lifestyle. Like all I need is a couple pounds of hamburger meat and I'm good for a week, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I understand some some intake did did need to go up. Because when you look at all the schools in Georgia closed, right? Get about for all this. All, a yeah. lot of the schools are giving away free lunches now. You can drive through. Oh, really? Because yeah. when you look at it, a lot of the people play, pay for lunch plans, right, for their kids. And right. so all those kids that you weren't feeding a meal at home to, you now have to prepare a meal uh, in the absence of this drive-through idea. You have to prepare a meal for them. So I understand that those in those situations, your intake is going to go up. People who are working from home and are used to working at an office and or and going, going to, to a cafeteria or you know, right. somewhere eating out – they're not having to look at another meal a day that they're having to get some other way. So mm-hmm. some uptake did have to happen. When you have people like me, though, who I cook for myself almost every meal, there's zero change. I'm a flat line in this situation, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And I've actually been day fasting, so I don't eat breakfast or lunch. So it didn't change a lot for me either. I just bought. A little bit extra because Evie's home instead of at school. Yeah. Are you doing alternate day and lunch? Or every day? Uh, I'd, every day, Monday through Friday. Ooh. Yeah. It, it actually, it's, it's actually not bad because it means I drink exactly as much water as I need to. Because like, I'm hungry, and so I just have this thing of water that has how much I need to drink every two hours or so. And then I refill it once at like 2 p.m. or something like that, or at noon. And so, so I just drink that all day. I just drink water all day. Most I'm hungry Sunday, and I just drink water. Yeah. Most Sundays I'll do a 36 hour fast. And so from that, I can tell you that one thing that kills hunger cravings for me when I'm fasting is apple cider vinegar. And that stuff is nasty as it can be. But if you put some lemon juice and water in it, so mm-hmm. you make an eight ounce drink out of it and then drink it, your immediate desire to eat will go away. I feel like if I get some caffeine to that, that would even help even more. Because caffeine is also an appetite suppressant. Yeah. So, I mean, because that's what I drink. I drink like black coffee in the morning, like drink some water all day, and then eat dinner. You know what else is an appetite suppressant? Food. Pictures of yourself nude. (laughs) Well, sex also, because if you're going to get that, you're going to not worry about eating, right? Mm. Just saying, most people look in the mirror and they're like, why am I such a fat lord? Yeah, there's that. Uh, I mean, I do have a mirror. Cause I was about to say, I don't have either of those things. So, uh, what? A mirror or sex? Well, pictures, pic- naked pictures of myself. Oh, so. okay. uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that's that's that. But then you said mirror, and obviously, I have those because I'm a vampire, and I want everybody to know it. So, what prompted us to start recording was that we were sitting here talking about hobby and game related stuff, right? But ever since we started recording, we were not talking about any of that. It's just (laughs) I knew it would veer off into the crazy section. Yeah, Uh, that's how it works. Here, yes. I'm going to send you guys a work in progress shot. Did any of you okay. back uh, Marvel United besides me? I seriously thought about it, but then I had to, yeah, ran it by my wife and she told me, I think that she would kill me, something like that. Yeah, okay. sounds right. Exactly what the words were. All right, Matt, I do not remember this Josta Cola at all. I'm looking at the pictures. Oh, yeah, no, that stuff, it tasted kind of like bourbon and Coke now that I've had bourbon and Coke. Back then, of course, I hadn't had bourbon and Coke. Uh, so it just tasted nasty. Yeah, so it tasted kind of gross. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's it tastes like bourbon and coke. So the Marvel United thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I backed it. But I backed this it because... This minifigs are awesome. Oh my yeah, god. I, I like that style of miniature. Like, I have all of Arcadia Quests, uh, which is also a chibi-style miniature game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... I wanted it for the minis. And people, even during the campaign, were complaining about, oh, the minis don't do anything. You stand them on the card and you're playing a card game. Well, okay. Except that minis in any game don't do anything. Yeah, they're placeholders. All, all they ever do is tell you where something is. That's that's it. And so I don't get people's argument there. That's um, all any mini- miniature does is show you where something yeah, is. Yeah, ever. In any game. In Warhammer. Yeah. It's just showing you where your dude is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But anyway, um, there's no, a big stink going on. Awesome. Yeah, and looking awesome, yeah. Yeah, and looking awesome. There's a big stink going on because Simon is going to, uh, when they released the pledge manager, they said that the game would be released into retail August of this year versus mm-hmm. all of the stretch goals and other stuff would come out in 2021, seven months later. Yeah. And right. so... People are all up in arms, <clears throat> and uh, I don't get that either, in a way, mostly because I only backed it because I like that style of miniature, and I'll wait the year. I don't care. Um, I'm sure they'll let you uh, pay for shipping, extra shipping. Oh, yeah. Summer, right? they're, letting you, they're letting people do two-wave shipping so that they can get the core box at the same time stuff goes into retail, mm-hmm. and their other stuff later. Oh, so there's no reason for them to complain that. Well, the thing about going into retail, though, you can get a discounted price on most things when it hits retail. Yeah, you're not going to get all the you're not going to get all the Kickstarter stuff. You're right? not going to get any of the exclusive stuff, right? Unless you pay the eBay markup two times whatever it was on Kickstarter to get it later. Which right. I hate. Yeah, stuff's stupid. <laughs> I I'm not a big fan of exclusive crap, like because I I fall into the camp of either I want all of it or none of it. Right. right, and so if you have a bunch of exclusive crap and I can't get it, I'm probably just never going to buy your game if I didn't catch the Kickstarter. Yep. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people have stopped doing exclusives because of that. Yeah. Because there's a secondary market? Uh, with a huge markup. Yeah. Like the secondary market is not just, oh, you're going to pay 10% more. It's double <clears throat> in some cases. So Kickstarter exclusives are kind of like bourbon. Gotcha. Except you can't drink them. Except you can't drink them. Oh, I mean, you heat them up enough. 
You know, I've been thinking about getting a still. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this perfect, yeah. This is the perfect time to do it. You got a couple of weeks at home. That's what so, I'm thinking. Because I, I, well, first of all, I'll start thinking about it because we buy so much distilled water mm-hmm. because my daughters are asthmatic. So, oh, okay. You know, just run humidifiers every night. Yeah, you know, so it's two gallons of, of of distilled water every night that I get to use. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, I use distilled water for painting and stuff, so that you don't get lead and stuff in the or you know whatever chemicals and craps yeah. and tap water into the paint. So you can buy one kind of still that is only that only distills water. It's not made for distilling anything else. Just just water. Mm-hmm. Or for just a little bit more, you can buy a still that can distill multiple substances, including you know a mixture that would be you know end up being alcohol, a mash. Right. Um, and in Georgia now, it's actually it's legal. It's legal for you to st- distill spirits for your own consumption. It's all. It's been legal to distill spirits for your own consumption for years. Yeah, yeah, for like five years. That's still years. Okay, for five years. Uh, I'm just saying it, it. It used to be illegal for a very long time. <laughs> for like yeah, a century. Prohibition. Like a century. Yeah, for like, <laughs> like a century. Um. So anyway, I've been I've been contemplating buying a still to distill my own water and, and, and to like, you know, chop my own, uh, chop my own spirits. Yeah. To distill your own water air quotes. Got it. Well, I'll do both. Yeah. I'll do both. I really will distill my own water cause it will save me money and plastic, which saves the earth. Does it really? Well, it, it saves some aquatic sure. creatures more than anything else. Yeah. I mean, I recycle my plastic, so I guess, I'm, but uh, so back onto the topic of uh, Kickstarter stuff and alcohol and alcohol. I also backed um, the Batman animated series stuff. I saw that. Yeah, that was, that was talking cool about that. That's pretty cool. That yeah, so cool. I was a huge fan of that show as a child, and <clears throat> the episodes that they made are based on episodes of the show. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, I, I was also a backer of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, City Fall, which is based on a comic series. So I had some issues with some miniatures. The, the, their miniatures are not like as high of quality as Simon and uh, Awakened Realms and stuff like that. Right. Who were kind of at the top of that game. But some of the issues that I had when I, when I contacted them, I was like, all right, I've got these. I sent pictures. Um, of my complaints. And so they asked me today for my shipping address. They're going to send me some replacements. I was like, okay, I'll bag Batman. Nice. So, because my main concern would be like getting, you know, Batman, Batgirl, etc. So it's not, it's not so much the goons and the crap mm-hmm. that I worry about uh, being able to paint, you know, having uh, the model, having a problem that is going to reflect in the paint job. Also like a, a huge gap or something's not assembled correctly. Right. Right. But it's the main characters. And so, you know, if they're willing to stand behind their product and actually send replacements, then, you know, I'm I'm in. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna end up wasting your money backing it. Right. And I think that was one of the Kickstarters that really if you wanted to play it a couple of times and get your money back out of it, that'll be something you can actually accomplish that on. That's cool. Just because the IP is so well established and people like me have nostalgia for that show. Right, oh, man, that, that, that shows 
people don't realize, number one, it was made for Harley, adults. Harley Quinn, an original creation of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, it, it was it, also made for adults. It was uh, it originally aired in the in the nighttime at like seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not intended specifically for children. Children, you know, obviously children watched it, but a lot of the humor and themes and things that are going on in it are adult centric. Like you, it's things that adults would catch on to that their kids wouldn't. Right. Uh, and I'll mm-hmm. also watch the first episode of Batman the Animated Series, read the graphic novel Batman Year One, take those two things and mash them together, and you've got Batman Begins the movie. The exact yeah. plot of pouring the the psychogenic stuff into the Gotham water supply from mm-hmm. that Scarecrow was doing in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. in Batman the animated well, series. That goes all the way Episode back to the one. original TV show where Joker wanted to put his uh, Flintstone vitamins in the uh, city water supply. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. I didn't think about that. But then the whole part where he summons the bats to get out, that's that's directly out of Batman Year One, the comic. Hmm. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, I am, but I am excited to see the Batman. Oh, the new yeah. movie. Yeah. Did you see the Batmobile that they posted? I'm down for that Batmobile. I actually don't, I don't mind it. I, I mean, it looks like a street. I don't think muscle. I saw it. It's a muscle car. Yeah. So no, they went. They, they 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 kind of pulled back from the whole tank, you know, motif. Which I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, so it's I grew up really, in the nineteen sixties. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with a, a bat tank. I just think the Batmobile should be a car. A car. It is. It's a it's a muscle car with like some bat centric themes to it, and so is the motorcycle. It's just got like this big metal plate on the front of it that it. looks like a bat. I did see the motorcycle. That looks pretty cool. So the I th- some of the memes and stuff I've seen around the Batmobile is like centered around the turn signals. Like, oh, you put turn signals on the Batman Batmobile, bro. Batmobile's out, Batman's out here obeying the traffic laws. And so that that immediately to me threw back to Adam West saying, "We're duly deputized citizens of the law." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I I, I think people have a bad view of Robert Pattinson because of like Twilight. Twilight, mm-hmm. yeah. But That's, dude's mm-hmm. gone on and done some really excellent like independent filmmaking. Alright, let's let's just be honest. When was the last time anyone was cast as Batman and the fans and well, fans or anyone was like, oh yeah, that's perfect. Never. Nobody. Never. Not a single nineteen eighty nine Michael Keaton Batman. Great movie. People crapped all as over. As soon as people yeah, as soon as he was cast, everyone shit on him. Because he had been in movies where he didn't have roles that were like that. He was Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. That's what everyone went off on. Oh, Mr. Mom's going to be Batman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did great at it. And then you had Christian Bale, who I don't yeah. know I don't know if anybody had much of an opinion on Christian Bale. I don't think he was as polarizing as Keaton. No, because he had like been in like a, what, American Psycho. That was yeah. probably the biggest movie he'd been in at that point. Um, and then yeah, Ben Affleck, people hated Batfleck. Yeah, Batfleck. But he wasn't that but terrible. But even that, even then, he did fine. Yeah, yeah fine. I, I didn't mind him as long as you know, if he hadn't been an alcoholic, he probably could have pulled off a couple more movies. Well, that's exactly what he said in those interviews: is that he felt like it probably would have killed, like literally killed him. 
um, to do the Batman, and that's kind of why he dropped out. So I, I can see that as a good reason not to do a movie. The I think Batman's a hard character to cast because it's hard to pull off both the Bruce Wayne and the Batman. Yeah, like, that's true. Because they're totally think, different characters. Yeah, I think like I think Michael Keaton. Uh, he was better as Bruce Wayne than he was in Bat as Batman, but most of that movie he was Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Yep. So it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I thought Val Kilmer was okay in the suit as Batman. I thought he was a terrible Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, samezies. And Clooney, then Clooney, yeah. Clooney, Clooney was, was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have that problem with every superhero, like Spider Man. Uh, Cast yeah, Spider Man. You, you either write people who are good Peter Parker or good Spider Man. Oh yeah, can I um, run through that? That's one of my pet peeves. Okay. Go ahead, go right ahead. So yeah, Tobey Maguire, excellent Peter Parker, terrible Spider Man, right? And then when you step in uh, to the next actor, uh, Andrew Garfield, you have the opposite problem. Yeah, he's way too cool to be Peter Parker. Awesome Spider Man, but mm-hmm. now I think with our current iteration with Tom Holland, you actually have somebody who can play both. He is really good as Peter Parker. He's really good as Spider-Man. Like, I think he is a good balance between between the two compared yeah, it's, to it's, the previous one. It's hard for people to pull off the idea that when you put on the mask, you become someone totally different. And, and it's cool because I think then they were able to do this with the MCU is you were able to see that transformation with him, right? Like at the beginning, like in Civil War. I mean, he was very much kind of the same kind of person in the costume and out of the costume. But by the time you get to Far From Home, he's become different, you know, when he's wearing the costume. Yeah, I can see that. He's a little, he's a little more confident. He's a little, not Peter Parker. Anymore. Did you see the cartoon uh, of him? Working at a computer that said, Spider-Man, work from home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's good. No, but that's, that's, good, that's good branding. So, um, yeah. in other comic book casting, I also still like Henry Cavill as Superman. Oh, yeah, he's perfect. Look at that jawline. <clears throat> Have well, you seen I mean, the trying to cast him as Wolverine? Like fan he's cast? too tall. He's I don't know two. how much... Yeah, it's Wolverine's five foot uh, mm-hmm. six or five seven in the comics, right? Maybe even five five. It is okay. time for an accurately sized person to play Wolverine. But I mean, people, had, yeah. Well, people had that same argument about um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's taller than Wolverine was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's six one. Yeah, he's six one. He's a tall guy. All right, um, you're about to open a can of worms right here. Talking. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Henry Cavill. Wait. I think he's. I think he's the Superman of our time. When I was growing up, I was a huge fan of um, the Superman movie, right? With um, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I would dress up as Superman. My dad would hold me in the air so that I could fly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was oh, a thing. Oh, cute yeah. little Brandon. Who knew? Who mm-hmm. knew? So for me, those movies are the epitome of Superman. Even when I look back on it. Right. Sure. But even me with that mindset, <laughs> even Cavill, Superman three, even Superman three, even Superman three, even reversing time by by turning the planet backwards. Yeah, that's <laughs> Superman one, but yes. So e- even me with the mindset of those being Superman, the Superman I grew up on, mm-hmm. I still think Henry Cavill freaking is Superman. He's perfect for it. 
Yeah, and it, 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 I, it was okay. The only th- issue I ever had with him as Superman was when they were CGI in his face. That was bad. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, they had to yeah. because he was contractually obligated to the other movie. Uh, well, all right, so, so uh, that ties into both Wolverine and things that are Tom Cruise's fault. <laughs> okay. So the bad CGI for Henry Cavill. Yeah. It's all about Mission Impossible, which is it's Tom all Cruise's about fault. Mission Impossible. And Tom Cruise is the producer. He is the executive producer of Mission Impossible. He makes the decisions. So that's all his fault. Well, Tom mustache. Cruise. Tom also Cruise. Scientology. I'm not saying oh. that because I don't want to get sued, but Tom Cruise, <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> And then the other thing that his fault ties back into Wolverine, which is the actor who played the enemy, mm-hmm. the bad guy, and the second Mission Impossible movie was slated to be Wolverine. But production ran over on the second Mission Impossible movie. It's that Scottish actor. I can't remember his name. Oh, he ended, yeah, up playing, okay. ended up playing um, Robert the Bruce in a movie here recently. Um, but anyway. So that's why we got Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's why we got Hugh Jackman because production ran over Mission Impossible Two, so they brought in Hugh Jackman, and now as a result of that, I have to listen to the Greatest Showman soundtrack all the time because that's all I always want to listen to. <laughs> Fuck you, Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, that hey. thanks, small children, for being addicted to listening to the same thing over. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that too. So. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any better, when my son was little, it was Toy Story and Cars and Milo and Otis. Oh, Milo and Otis, man! I think I, I cannot tell you that. how many. I cannot tell you how many times I've watched a puppy and a kitten, or a, a dog and a cat, give birth. Oh my goodness! No. Okay, so, so I'm okay with Tom Cruise because of this. He wants to get at the Mountains of Madness made as a feature film with Guillermo del Toro. The only thing I want out of Tom Cruise is the sequel to that. What is the movie about um, when he's – every time he dies, he comes back to life on the same day. Oh, <laughs> the one with him and Emily, Emily Blunt? Yes. They're making that, that. I loved that movie. They're, they're making they're making. The sequel one. needs to come out. That was Tom that. Cruise needs to stop doing everything else he's doing and finish that. I, well, want I think it. it was Emily Blunt being pregnant and having children. Okay, well, yeah, fine. That was the delay on that one. But you can, you can blame her and John Krasinski for that. Well, she can stop all that crap, too, and get this movie made. Well, she, first, I would prefer that she and John Krasinski helm the Fantastic Four movie first. Slow down there. I want this movie first. <laughs> I, I we're not, see we're not in the as... middle. We're not in the middle of a Fantastic Four era right now. Mm, I could, I we could need see to finish this Fantastic. day of tomorrow or whatever the name of that movie was. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow see, or something. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge I think tomorrow. that's right. Yeah. The next one is The Edge of the day after tomorrow. <laughs> Morgan Freeman stars as the president. Yeah. yeah, it's Edge of Tomorrow. So Edge of Tomorrow 2 needs to happen, and then they can go ahead and do the Fantastic Four. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I can see him. I can see Hopefully Krasinski. it won't flop again. He could be, he'd be a good... It won't. Uh, yeah, it's it's in the MCU now, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, because, it, because they haven't had any bad movies. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I and mean, also, when you look at the Fantastic Four, they've tried what four times, five times. But, but look well, at the other, other yeah. than, um, uh, there's too many Chris's. Um, Captain America, Chris, what's his last name? Hemsworth. No, no, no Hemsworth is Thor. 
That's the word. Evans. Yeah, um, Evans. Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. Chris, other than, other Chris, than Chris, Chris Evans playing the Human Torch, every other person in all the rest of the movies was completely miscast. Are you honestly going to complain about Jessica Alba? She was not. She, she really wasn't Susan a great Storm. Storm. Look, yeah. look. I don't care what how she acted as long as another she's two great. hours looking to watch her on the screen. She's great to look <laughs> at. I don't go, disagree I mean, with you, wa- but yeah, she yeah, was yeah, not you, a good Sue Storm. Go watch Idle Hands if that's what you're looking. At. I mean. You know, Sue Storm, nah, man. Sue Storm is supposed to be like a intelligent badass, and I'm sorry, Jessica Alba doesn't bring that to the screen. Now, yeah. she obviously is an intelligent well, badass not because saying she she's running a multi-million that. dollar company. Yeah, not saying that she couldn't bring that to the screen, but in this case, she didn't bring it to no, the screen. For, for if you guys are going to bad talk Jessica Alba, I'll just go back to thinking about um, what's, her, what's her butt uh, from Lost. <laughs> Evangeline Lilly. Oh yeah. Okay. She's good as the Wasp. Yeah. She's good as the Wasp. So wait, John, what what MCU movies are bad? Which ones are bad? Yeah, which ones are bad? Uh Thor two. Yeah, no, Thor two is terrible. I'll agree with you <laughs> there. You. Matt's like, there's no way and then I'll go, okay, Thor two, all right, you got me. <laughs> that's that's a generally bad movie, but I still enjoy I still rewatch it. I mean, okay. I'll watch it. I, I did rewatch it recently when I watched all the MCU movies from start to finish when I got Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Iron yeah, Man um, three. Ew. Iron Man three was terrible. Iron Man three is not Thor two terrible. It's not Thor two, but it is definitely the worst Iron Man. I would I would watch Thor two yeah. twice in a row rather than having to watch Iron Man three. Yeah, see, I would do the opposite. Mm. I do the opposite. And, and, and I even like that. Um, and, and that's a big name movie. Played that dark elf. Yeah. Well, I I think the rest of them are pretty decent. I can't think of another bad one. Uh, Age of Ultron. No, I like that. That's nope. not, it's not a so. It wasn't great, but I did love the Ultron. But that's just because it was James Spader. Yeah, well, exactly. Terrible. Well, I, and I also Spader. loved all the Pinocchio references. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Those parts were pretty fantastic. the The general storyline of the movie was not so amazing. Well, that's. Than, I think. I think what happens is they run into trouble when they start altering a lot to the movies from what's in the source material. So, for instance, in the source material. As people who read the comics would well know, Ultron was not a creation of Tony Stark. He was a creation of Pym, Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think trying to shoehorn Ultron into Tony Stark Iron Man didn't work out very well because they were altering it a lot from the source material. Same thing with Thor 2. You know, this whole ether thing in the Dark Elves, like, that's not a thing in the comics. That's not where the Dark Elves and that particular big bad Dark Elf that, um, you know, what's-his-face, the 11th Doctor or whatever. Ninth Doctor? Which Doctor was he? Whatever. Uh, played. It's not in the comics. So I think that's when they start going off the rails and making bad movies. Mm. Plus, that's before they had uh, Watiti doing all the movies. <laughs> he's not going to do all of them now, is he? Not all of them, but he's doing the next. Um, I don't really like Thor him. movie. 
Oh, what? He didn't like. He didn't like the last Thor movie. Ragnarok. It was okay. I mean, <sighs> I'm not even sure I've watched it. No, I like JoJo. I watched JoJo Rabbit. I liked that a lot. Yeah, Takawa Titi is kind of awesome. JoJo Rabbit is a great movie. How do you feel about Venom Two, Matt? I mean, I haven't seen it yet. No, obviously not. But I mean, how do you feel about the idea of Venom Two? Because Venom, as I much like as I Woody, love Venom, I like Venom Woody was Harrelson. not a great movie. No, Venom was not a great movie. But I <laughs> like Woody Harrelson. I feel like Woody Harrelson brings like fifty percent more quality to any movie he's in, just because he's just Woody Harrelson. Okay. What is he playing in Venom Two? Carnage. Carnage. What? So in the in the post credit scene of Venom One, he was Cletus Castiel oh. in a cell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had this horrible yeah. wig on. Horrible wig. Which, he's got, I mean, he's, he's, got a better he's wig. bald, so anytime you see him with hair, it's a wig. Yeah. So yeah. he's he had this giant curly wig on, yeah, uh, and it was sure. just awful. But apparently, there was enough rage about that that some of the scene, some of the pictures that have been leaked of him now, he has a, a closer crop cut. It looks better on him. The wig looks better on him. So here, here, here was the. One of the problems with the first Venom movie is that it wasn't tied to Spider-Man, right? Because well, it couldn't Venom, be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because it couldn't be, right? right? But there is a rumor from a source that has been pretty accurate in the past about a bunch of different things that Sony and Marvel are coming are in talks. Haven't, haven't written it out yet, but have pretty much a pretty good verbal deal about how to move forward with Spider-Man in the future, which is going to be, which is going to involve him being able to not star in, but be in and make cameos in Sony's Spider-Verse. Right. And so Venom 2 is going to be the linchpin for some of this. And along with Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. Yes, you're right. Now I do want to watch Morbius. I'm I'm going home about that. So apparently Morbius is going to come out first mm-hmm. and then Venom 2 will be after. And uh, some of the events in Morbius will set up some of what happens in Venom 2. And some of the some of the things that have been leaked include uh, some posters in the background of uh, Spider-Man. that have Spider-Man on them, right? Mm-hmm. Which is going to make it so that it's all kind of set in the same universe where Spider-Man exists. And it's defaced and it says murderer. Yeah, well, if, we, if, you, if you look at the end of Far From Home, you'll get that. Uh, you get that idea there. Yeah, no, I think I think they're they're working on bringing those two things those together, properties is, together. Yeah, which is wholly unprecedented. If you look, well, at I mean, two, at the two end major of the day, studios sharing a character like that, but it's all about money. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's all about money, and they'll they can they can print money if they bring this together. Oh God, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, if Disney wants that money, all they have to do is say, um, we're just going to buy Sony. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, there, was, there was a meme out there, which was like a raccoon, right? It was like, uh, you know, uh, how how much for the gun? Like, he's like, the thing with him was talking to Winter Soldier. He's like, I like your gun. Like, how much for your gun? And he's like, it's not for sale. He goes, how much for the arm? So they redid it. The meme where it was like, you know, it was Disney talking to Sony saying, how much for Spider-Man? How much for Spider-Man, yeah. And they're like, hey, it's not for sale. They're like, okay, well, how much for the whole company? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it would barely dent Disney, and then they could just do whatever they wanted. 
I don't know. I think Disney is uh, slowing its roll after the Star Wars debacle. Uh, it's only that, it, no, they still it doesn't. It's, you call it a debacle all you want. They still made so much money, and they left so much on the table. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter. I have. I don't think I've seen the last Star. Wars. Have, have I they seen re- the last Star Wars movie? Have and they recouped their investment? Oh yeah. Yeah, they've recouped. Their uh, they've definitely recouped the investment. Now, whether they haven't made enough to to stack up against some of the profits some of the other movies have made, but they they definitely recouped their investment. Well, I mean, the problem with the last three Star Wars movies is like they said, okay, let's just give it to like three different people, and I realized it ended up <clears> only being two. I realized that, but at first it was just let's give it to just like three different people, and uh, they kind of like do whatever they want and. You know, like we'll no, just, uh, no overarching story, no idea what's yeah. going to happen. Like, why? How is that a good idea? How is it a good idea to have J.J. Abrams do the first movie, Ryan Johnson do the second movie, whoever it was that they ended up kicking out and replacing back with J.J. Abrams again do the third movie? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And honestly, right. though, from what I've read from the script of what was going to be the third movie, I would have vastly preferred it. To what they actually made. Well, yeah. that's not what you got. So sorry. Oh, I know. It's like, what, I what haven't I got even seen the third oh. movie. Like I'm still, I'm bitter about it, and I haven't even watched it. I it's, only, it's, so it's only because the original movies were such a part of my childhood. I guess. Yeah. Like I used to watch Return of the Jedi on t- public television when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I've seen them all. All the seventy sevens and the seventy nines, and whenever all this crap came out, like. Those were those were Star Wars. All, the only thing they have done since that is pollute the brand. Yeah, it's true. This last one was. I finished watching it and I was like, "Wow, that was a cluster." Yeah, it was a what? terrible. I mean, it's the first time since the Phantom Menace that for over half of the movie I was sitting there and I was bored. Ooh, I was bored. bored is not the word you want. No, I was. I mean, that's. I wasn't like disappointed. I wasn't angry. I was bored for seventy five percent of the movie, and then for the other twenty five percent, I was like going, "This is the story. This is stupid. This is awful." Like, I'm pretty sure my five year old could have done a better job. So, moving away from comic book <clears throat> movies, <laughs> well, Star Wars isn't really a comic. Book. Yeah, well, they have comic books. Well, the, the, they came after me. They did, but they filled some of the gaps between. Anyway, <laughs> those were um, also better. If, if you want, also to watch better. The, yes. What was it? Also the, the cartoons, Empire, the Second yeah. Empire, or whatever it was. Those uh, Dark Horse graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Those are freaking awesome. Any of you guys it, like submarine movies? Submarine movies. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, like Red October. Hunt for Red October. U five seven one. Yeah. No, what was the one with the Russian? The Russian sub. The Russian sub was um, something. Uh, they're, they're both. So no, no, no. So U five seven one is also a. Uh, a oh, sub that's here. German. It's German sub, and Hunt for Red October is. Um, that's the yeah. Russian sub, right? That's the one. With, there's uh, another one. There's another Russian sub one that had Harrison. Ford. Well, anyway, the, have any of you watched Hunter Killer? No, no. <clears throat> Holy crap! I love it. <laughs> is it a movie? Yes, it's a movie. I have not seen it. The Widowmaker. K-19, The Widowmaker. 
Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. You know what I have? So if you like sub movies, and so some of this does also involve like a SEAL team that's not on the sub, but if you like sub movies, check Mm -hmm. out Hunter Killer. Right. What about a movie it's on a SEAL team of actual SEALs? Actual SEALs with like knives and guns? Yeah. No, I think it means like like barking and pushing horns. Yeah. I saw that movie. That one was called Andre. You can probably find Hunter Killer on <laughs> right now, by the way, if you're interested. I will add that one to the list. So, Brandon, I'm looking at every single Age of Sigmar army, trying to pick out one. That, that you're interested in? It was Daughters of Cain for you before, man. I know, but I feel Which like... That's why I gave you Daughters of Cain Warcry cards. I want to play them. <laughs> but I'm like, no, nah, Danny likes Daughters of Cain. If, if I were playing an Age of Sigmar army, it would be Gloomspite gets all the way. Squigs? <laughs> Are you going out totally squigs? No, not all squigs. I, I just love every, every single model in that line. I'm like, that's that's just so cool. So the guy who runs the Games Workshop store uh, at Sandy Springs here, or City Walk, Games Workshop City Walk, he's a huge Squigs fan. And so every time they come out with anything that has Squigs, I'm like, you want to get that? It has Squigs in it. I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, well, yes, I don't have enough Squigs. Yeah, it's like, you need more Squigs. So we have a, he and I have a bet. Uh, so we we've we set up a gentleman's agreement that we're going to have a game at some point between my night haunt, uh, mm-hmm. which was one of the armies I was going to build when I first got an agency more, and I have a whole night haunt army now. Um, I've just got to paint them so we can have this arm this this battle. Whoever loses the battle has to buy something else. So if he loses, he's going to buy more twigs, and if I lose, I'm going to buy a black coach. <laughs> right. So th- that's our bargain. It's going to happen at some point. But every time anything comes out with squigs in it, I'm like, you want to get three of those? You need you need it. It has squigs in it. Uh, all those Wait, are cool. what, what are squigs? Yeah. Think of a Think dog, of a dog that's two, uh, two legs, legs instead of four with a giant mouth that just eats everything. So you said two legs instead of four. Does it have arms? No. Nope. As a giant Wait, hold on. It's just kind of constantly <laughs> bounding forward on those. It's a mouth. Yeah, it's a mouth with frog legs. Yeah, it's a mouth with frog legs. That's perfect. I was supposed to say, wait, wait a minute. I think I've seen this somewhere before. Matt, you're, you're causing the echo, aren't you? Yeah, all right. Fine. <laughs> yeah, the squigs, are like, they're like, uh, you know, pig legs in the back and giant mouths. Yeah. So, all right. Gloom spite. Yeah. The uh, Trogoths are awesome. All the Trogoths models are really cool. The the trolls are actually very good in the game also. I, I think you can get something good going with them. Hmm. So those are cool. <clears throat> um, I like pretty much all of the dinosaur army. Uh-huh. So that's your order and destruction so far. Yeah. You didn't you didn't get dinosaur dan- enough dinosaur action in, in Chult. Dinosaur Dan? And Chult? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I watch Dinosaur Dan every day. Sterling doesn't give you enough dinosaurs. You need more. I understand. Yeah, I watch Dinosaur Dan. I watch Trek's Adventures. And I watch Dinosaur Dana. And then sometimes we get tired of that and we watch Dinosaur Train. Hmm. And yet you want more dinosaurs. 
Yeah, so I like the dinosaurs. It's just Stockholm Syndrome at this point. <laughs> yeah. like, he's held hostage by it, and he's like, oh no, this is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> I love it. It's fun. It's great. <laughs> All right, what else? You've got destruction in order so far. Uh, I'm interested in the giant army you were talking about. Yeah, that'll uh, be destruction. But I don't know uh, when that's going to come out, what it's going to look like. I would expect that sometime this year, but probably not for another couple months. And I would, I would be interested in the one of the elven armies if they would have them on some dang dragons. That's uh, if I'm gonna be honest with you, that's probably not gonna happen. Like you'll probably have a leader on a dragon. Yeah, I mean that's what they. But you're not gonna have cavalry where five people are riding on dragons. Yeah, yeah. I actually really liked the uh, sea elves that they came out with. I forget what the Adneth Deepkin. Yeah, they're yeah, cool. I, I agree with you, but only because they can have sharks, and I freaking love sharks. Right. No, no I think like as a themed army and the models themselves, they're amazing. Yep. But the thought of why would these ever be in the forest fighting? <laughs> How is this shark swimming through the forest? Yeah, I'm, it's okay. So that like completely ruins that army for me. They've got they've got magical spirit water that surrounds them that you can't. They have see. giant sea turtles and sharks, and I'm sorry, that's awesome. That doesn't fit magic physics, Danny. <laughs> magic <laughs> physics. <laughs> Magics. Where's where's the realism? <clears throat> now, I really do like the the daughters of Cain uh theme. They're pretty awesome. Like I like I like dark elves. What I don't like is painting the skin on those kind of models. Like that's my least favorite part of painting. Uh, oh, I got some good news for you. What's that? I bought another model of the uh, elf chick from Blackstone Fortress. Yeah. So you can paint that one however you want. <laughs> you you once asked me, "Can I paint this as a dark elf, yep. as a Drakari?" And I was like, uh, "No." Now I don't care. Do your thing. Oh, now I like to paint it. I've just been holding on to it this whole time. <laughs> You've been waiting for me to buy another one. This- <laughs> no, I just thought at some point you'd be like, Danny, if you'll just paint it, you can paint it however you want to, and then mm-hmm. I would paint it. I also bought another one of the robots because I didn't know if I'd ever get him back. Uh, we can have him back whenever. Okay. He's like halfway painted. Yeah, he's, he's at least blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should probably finish him too. But my problem is that Matt really wants his Hobbit team or uh, his halfling Blood Bowl team that he's not going to play. Yeah, freaking I, no, I think my chances of playing it will actually go up by like 75% once I actually have it. And seriously, it was really frustrating to try to play with like the plastic team with the numbers taped on it. Right. Yeah, well, these guys, like I said, they'll be ready next uh, weekend. I may, I may finish them probably the next week, I'm going to guess. Because I got, uh, I got like, Two of them to finish doing the highlights on the armor. And then I might be done with them other than touch-ups. Yeah. Assuming Bogus is okay, since we still haven't heard from him, I can definitely get those from you and uh, you know, just lost all. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to need the last haul. Okay. I'm going to do the bases. That's the only, only thing I'm worried about taking me until next weekend. All right. Because you got to have, you know, you got to have mud and grass to run around on. Speaking of bases and mud, so Matt, have you tried the super glue and baking soda trick? 
Uh, I've seen yeah. a lot of talk about that. You need some really super thin super glue to do it, though. No, I use the Gorilla Glue chunky stuff. Gel and it makes, or like regular? Just regular Gorilla Glue. Yeah, oh, well, the Gorilla Glue is just regular super glue. Yeah, but it's not super thin. It's right. it's kind of goopy. And I that's actually cool because it makes like waves and undulations in the ground. It makes it look really muddy. So okay, I thought you meant for like gap filling. So like, if no, you put no. if you put baking soda into a gap, and yeah. you put really thin super glue into it. That super glue will bind to all that baking soda and basically fill it in, right? Yeah. No, it's, I I've, I've done that before. I'm talking about you use the you just like put gobs of this super glue on the base and then sprinkle it with baking soda. Baking soda. Yeah. Yeah. So there's um. One of the channels that I watch on YouTube, I think it's um, Tabletop Minions or something. He talks yep. about a baking soda base. Yep, that's where I got it from. Yeah, because baking soda is actually the size sand would be to something in that scale. Versus if you use sand, it's more of like rock size for something in that scale. Yeah, Uncle Adam from Tabletop Minions. Uncle Adam, yeah, that's him. I, I, have, I have decided that he is Wisconsin me. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I think the thinnest uh, super glue oven I'll define is Loctite. Uh, no. So there's there's some pretty thin super glues out there. Loctite is pretty thin. I mean, it runs all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not doubting. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it's if it's thinner than Loctite, I mean, that's that's pretty thin. So the Loctite that I have on my desk downstairs is a, it's a it's a gel. It's pretty thick. So maybe I'm thinking. Maybe I'm just thrown off. Oh yeah, there's there's this kind that's not a gel, and it, I mean it like runs like water. Okay, because what I have downstairs is a gel ultra control or something, and it's a fantastic super glue. Although my favorite is still Gorilla Glue gel. That's oh, yeah. it binds freaking instantly. Yeah, pretty much anything. Okay, so I would also. Uh, wouldn't mind doing blades of corn because painting all that red would be fun. So I haven't seen him in a while, but there's a guy at our store who plays corn and they're actually very strong. Um, So obviously again, I play death. And so whenever I put my terror guys down on the table, everyone's like, Oh God, a terror guy. I gotta kill it. Mm -hmm. And I, in the last campaign we did, uh, our corn guy was playing his list and he like slaughtered me, I don't know, three or four times out of however many times we played. And I was trying to tell the other players, like, remember the ass kicking you get from him. Because when we play our multi-way thing at the end of this thing, when I put my terror guys down, you need to not be worried about my freaking terror guys. <laughs> it's going to take all of us to kill him. That's you know? Yeah. yeah. So they're very str- They're strong. They have some good stuff. I like their the – de- some of the demons are good. Uh, not so much the blood letters. The dogs are good because they're fast. Um, but on the mortal side, some of their spells are good. Uh, the the priests that they have, slaughter priests, they're they're pretty good. Uh, and so, they have a lot of good stuff. So you have reminded me of one of my gripes about game design. I like I like balanced armies. I don't like one dimensional armies. You know, either all melee or all ranged. Mm-hmm. And 
that seems to be the problem with a lot of GW games, not just GW, a lot of a lot of mini games is that if you try to take a balanced list, you're just going to get hammered by the people that focus all on one thing. But then oh. if everybody starts building that, then you end up with rock paper scissors where it's like, "Oh, you brought melee yeah. against a gun line, you're dead." Or you have uh, the situation where the meta is focused on melee, and then you have this outlier. Uh, someone builds a magic list that crushes all that, and then everyone switches to that. And so the meta is constantly chasing this idea of what's the strongest. Yeah. Right. right? Um, so, like I said earlier, I play a lot of death, mm-hmm. but I'm also very interested in Skaven, right? The thing that interests me about Skaven is that they are an army that can play in every phase. They have shooting that can eliminate crap. They have melee that can eliminate crap. And they have magic. Like, they have the most two-cast wizards of pretty much any army out there. So whatever phase you want to play in, you have the stuff to play in it. Right? If you decide, oh, I want to be strong in magic, you can make a strong in magic army. If you, oh, I want to be strong in shooting, I want to blow my opponent off the table before they get to me, you can make an army that does it. So that's kind of what's drawing me towards them because all of my death armies are very focused on either survivability and then fighting in melee or magic mm-hmm. because uh, there's a lot of death wizards. But all the wizard spells seem to be very focused on making your melee stronger. Gotcha. So for me, Skaven is what's bridging that gap for me, John, about, uh, about that. Because they they play in every phase. Well, it really, I guess I get uh, annoyed by it um, a lot in Lord of the Rings. Because um, there are certain armies, like for instance, Ranger armies, where it's like, you're just facing gun lines of bows. And given the mission parameters, you eventually reach a place where it's like, okay, I have no choice but to charge this massed line of bows waiting to shoot me in the face. Yeah, that's not fun. Is there <clears throat> such a thing as like Overwatch in? Not in that game system. Okay, because there's no Overwatch in AOS either. But I didn't know because Overwatch is very much a thing in. No, it's not. O- it's not Overwatch. It's just like bows have a range of 24 inches, and like even cavalry has a max of like 10 inches. So right, you're right. you're going to be weathering at least two rounds of bow fire, and. By the time anybody gets there, you're already dead. I used to run into the same thing when I played 40K, and my buddy Josh played Tau, and he did the whole the suit, you know, hide behind a building, jump out, shoot you, jump back. Yep. And I was Fire like... Fire and fade. Yep, this is just stupid. I uh, I haven't played 40K in... Well, I played my first game of 40K in about a year this last weekend. And the thing that has kind of turned me off from it is where the meta is right now, for the most part. It feels like you either win or lose the game in the first turn, yeah, 90% yeah. of the time. What's and that's that just way? not fun. Like you, you sit there, you're like, okay, it took us an hour to set up for this game. It took us 45 minutes to play the first turn, and now I know I have another Two hours of losing this game ahead of me. Woo. Right. 
It seems like it's been that way since the beginning of this edition, too. It's just first turn wins it. And really, a lot of times it's whoever goes first wins. That's how it is. In, uh, unfortunately, it, that's how it was in my Blood Bowl division this year. Um, my Orcs versus the Chaos team. It came down to the kickoff roll. You know, yeah. whichever whichever team got to punch first, that was the one that was going to win. So, there's a lot of things that I like about Age of Sigmar versus 40k. One of the things that I like about Age of Sigmar versus 40k is that whoever finishes deploying first gets to choose who has the first turn. There's no role. Mm-hmm. That person gets to pick. But there are many times that I will give away the first turn. Because they also have this idea of after the first turn, you roll, right? Mm-hmm. And whoever had the first turn in the previous turn breaks ties. But it is possible for you to go second in the first turn and first in the second turn, scoring a double turn, basically. Right. right? Which can give you a huge advantage. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, but you, you're basically based, if you play for that, you're playing based on a bet, the dice roll. Right. But it doesn't come down to who takes the first turn in the first battle round to determine who's going to win the game. Like it does in some other GW games. And yeah. that's one of the things that I like about Age of Sigmar. Lord of the Rings kind of does that. Cause you roll for priority every turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you didn't have it the previous turn, you win ties. Yep. Um, which I don't mind that. Cause there's actually some tactics to it then like on when you, make your cavalry charge, right? Because you don't want to charge in on a turn when you have priority because then your horsemen just get swamped. Mm-hmm. And it's more likely that they're going to pin them in place and you can't do the hit and run on the following turn. So it can be better. Um, I don't know. I think I think like some of these games, though, suffer too much from the I go, you go. Yeah. So... There, I'm I'm really waiting for the next. I hate to say that, but I'm, I'm I'm really waiting for the next edition of 40k. Yeah, there's a lot of talk that it's going to borrow some of the Age of Sigmar mechanics, and well, it needs to. But <clears throat> but in addition, it the, both of the games, Age of, Age of Sigmar Ninth Edition, or sorry, 40k Ninth Edition and Age of Sigmar Third Edition, need to both borrow from some of the skirmish games like Kill Team and mm-hmm. Warcry. They need to look at how you activate, because a whole a person taking thirty, uh, you know, thirty minutes of a person doing their thing. I'm going to move crap. I'm going to cast all my spells. I'm going to do all my shooting. I'm going to do all my great. All right, I'm going to go get some something to drink, maybe something to eat, take a piss. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be back <laughs> in thirty minutes. Right. Yeah. That needs to go away. More interactive uh, play between the players needs to happen. And in the yeah, skirmish well, games, that yeah. that does take place. Where you pick a model, or you pick a unit, and you, you move it, well, and the person goes. Like, yeah, like maybe if you're playing smaller forces, even even that goes quicker too. Yeah. Well, I mean, so if you look at uh, kill team, right? If you look at kill team, both uh, one player does all his movement, then the other player does all his movement, and then you go into shooting and you alternate activation. Then you go into mm-hmm. combat, combat, and you alternate activation. Great. Mm-hmm. Both players are very engaged for everything except for that movement phase. Right. Something like that would be fantastic for 40k or Age of Sigmar because both players are engaged more often. Right? 
Uh, in Warcry, which is the skirmish version for AOS, uh, you roll for priority and you do alternate activation the whole time. I'm going to pick something, activate it. I'm either going to move it, shoot it. You get to do a couple things with it, and then you're done. And then the other person goes, right? I think the big problem with some of their bigger games is that there's too long between the time that a player goes before they're engaged again. Yeah, that's true. If they were going to do that, they'd have to, of course, tweak some things. Like You'd probably have to go back to being able to... Uh, um, snapping a character onto a unit and that kind of stuff like you used to do in the older editions <clears throat> so that you could move your character with the unit they're you know they're with and, and that kind of thing but i think that would probably be a lot more fun yeah i don't want to go totally back to some of the old editions though because there was a big thing about hero hammer hero hammer was a thing when we first got into it in the 2000s right at, at larry's oh, yeah. comics right your hero could kill a whole freaking army yeah, they don't have to do that. I was just thinking about you want to be able, you don't want to move the unit that's escorting your character and then the other person move and cut you off and then your character's going to get destroyed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> that way you can you can move them together. You'll know, move it with the unit it's being escorted by. That's all. So the other thing, uh, the other thing that I like about Age of Sigmar versus 40K, and the reason that I've been playing it versus 40K for the last year, is building a list. In 40K, there's point costs for everything, and I get it. These folks who go to tournaments, they love spinning down to the last freaking two or three points. Great for them. Love them. Good, good for you. Go win your whatever the hell. In Age of Sigmar, when you buy a unit, you buy the unit. If you want them all to be armed with spears, they're armed with spears. If you want them to be armed with swords, they're armed with swords. It doesn't matter. They cost the same crap. Right? right? And so building a list for Age of Sigmar versus 40K is minutes versus hours. Mm. Have you seen uh, the game <clears throat> Warlords of Erewhon? I have not. It's a new Rick Priestley game, um, and it's more of a gen- it's a model agnostic fantasy game. It's D10 based, and it uses the bolt action activation system. Uh, I've played it a couple times uh, using my Lord of the Rings models, as you know, just because I mean it's it's model, model agnostic. agnostic. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, it's pretty fun, actually. Hmm. And uh, your only cost is the main rule book, and he releases PDFs for each of the uh, army lists. Um, and some of them are more um, historical. Like, he just released a Celts list. And then you'll also have a Skaven list. Or he calls them Ratmen, you know? Yeah, Ratmen. Um, so anyway, it's pretty cool. You ought to check it out. Um, we actually had quite a few people playing it here last year and then, uh, it died off when people got, uh, into some campaigns and Blood Bowl picked back up, but I plan on playing it some more this summer. So I'm just sitting here wondering, what am I doing when you guys are out here playing all these games and dissecting game mechanics? Uh, you're having daughters and um, court fending, dates. And fending <laughs> off uh, prepper dads. <laughs> Danny, has like, Danny has like 12 kids. I have I have more kids than you do, but you have a lot more family functions than I do. He, he also has uh, older kids. Uh, well, partially. I mean, his youngest daughter, uh, daughter 
Jesus. Son <laughs> is the same age as my youngest daughter. Yeah, but it parenting changes when they get a little more self-reliant. There's also yeah. a big disparity between Danny's youngest and his oldest. So if you're comparing his youngest to your oldest. Yeah, no, I got a five-year-old and a two-point-three-year-old yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Well, and, and seriously, though, like your family, your extended family has a function almost every week. Uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I do. We do not well, have that, so that that's cuts into a lot of your availability for free. free the other thing too, like I basically get to play a mini game about one day a week, you know. But I also spend a lot of time reading books and painting when I'm home, just chilling. Yeah, I also only only play once a week. See, I don't have like chilling time. I guess <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I, I get home. We get the kids, I cook dinner, my wife gets home, get the kids ready for bed, kids are in bed, exercise for 30 minutes, watch like maybe an hour of TV, get ready to bed, go to bed. So there you and go. That's, There's that's your Monday through Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, everything. Get rid of that hour of TV and you're sit. Yeah. Or uh, like watching or, The Flash. Or paint while you're watching The Flash. Yeah, I don't. Have, I mean, that's. I would have to invest in all the painting stuff. I don't have any of that. I would have to. That's true. You can guess. I'd have to get all that for started. I've been reading Spawn. My dad got like a, the like first fifteen Spawn graphic novels. You know, for like five bucks at trade day. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I've been reading those, and uh, up until you get to like the fifth graphic novel of Spawn, and uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Todd McFarlane. Really, I am. But the writing is so terrible. Like I'm reading it, I'm like, good God, what was teenage me thinking? <laughs> that this was like okay. Like no. the like, you know, Spawn sits in the shadow of the alley, mulling over his old life and the wife that he can no longer hold in his arms. I'm like, what is this? Like is well, this that's serious? why I tell, that's why when Ben came to me and said, I want to get a tattoo. Because I'm 16 now. I was like, yeah, but the things you think are cool at 16. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The things that you think are cool at 36. No, no, so no, no, don't get me wrong. Like but, even Grace like, here tattooed on my back. That's probably not a good idea. Look, no, I'm not judging you for your tramp stamp. I, I, <laughs> I did get the Eye of Horus tattooed on my shoulder when I was 19. And I don't regret it. That's I, a good I like choice. that tattoo. Yeah. Right. And then I got the peacekeeper symbol from Farscape tattooed also on my right choice. bicep, so or my right shoulder. Uh, well, not that shoulder, upper arm. That that reminds me, John. When is the Dark Pharaoh gonna finally respond to my character in your D and D campaign? Uh, the Dark Pharaoh will respond after I look something up. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, seriously. Um, I'm using because Brandon keeps using. Um, he keeps appealing to Thor for stuff. Yeah. Uh, Bogus. Yeah. So I kept, uh, I looked up a system for how to interact with your God as a cleric and kind right. of modified it a little bit. And so I want to do something similar for you and your warlock patron. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that character. So, so, uh, the other guys don't play in that, in that game. That character is, he's like a, in his late 50s. He was retired. His uh, 
village got destroyed by some, uh, he calls them scale heads, like uh, dragon type folk. And uh, and so in order to get revenge, he swore allegiance to uh, what was basically Nyarlathotep, right? The, uh, it's the Dark Pharaoh version of the, the Great Old One from the Lovecraftian Cthulhu Mythos. Yes, in in our current campaign world, basically the reptilians and the mammalian species are at odds. Yeah, mm. yeah. So he's he's like this, you know, just a crotchety late fifties guy who uh, walks around and talks about how dangerous scaleheads are, and either wants to die himself or kill all of them. Those are those are his two main goals. I don't know where I was going with that, but that's that character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all I heard was Dark Pharaoh. Well, yeah. and if you guys keep going into battle with your current battle plans, he is going to die. He's, he's What's the battle plan? Charge? Pretty well, much. We got into a fight with a was it a black dragon? Yeah. And that I felt like that was the best battle plan we had ever had in any of our D D campaigns, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It only ended up with one character dead and dropped off of a, the side of a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it fell apart because uh, is that, Bogus is that, is that Piper or Danny's dog? That's Piper. I'm going to see what she's barking at. She usually doesn't bark a lot. My, my dog's not allowed to bark. People um, coming for your TP. Uh, yeah. So the only reason that uh, the one character died is because Bogus, who's supposed to be the second tank, picked that character so that he'd be second tank, refused to come out of the bushes and hid in the bushes the entire fight. And if he, he was here. And if he was here, I would I would call him out on it. But since he's not, I'll call him out on it anyway. Well, <laughs> I, think I felt like I get maybe uh, overthink things a lot. I don't know when we're playing our battles for some reason. Maybe. Well, I yeah. mean, it makes sense if you're playing like a wizard character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I'm not playing a wizard character anymore. That is true. But uh, I feel like you guys. Uh, Maybe play the character that talks so much just because it talks so much. Well, um, I intentionally played a character that doesn't talk so much because I felt like Hollis talked too much, and so I was like, mm. "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to always be that guy." Right. Interesting. Well, my character in John's campaign has an extremely high charisma because warlocks are charisma based, but he doesn't really like to talk to people. He's just good at it. He, he used I mean, to like he, to was, to he used to be a mayor. Yeah, he used to like to talk to people a lot. He was a mayor of a town and everything. Now he's just, you know, he's just kind of fed up with everything. I mean, watching your family get killed kind of does that to you. Yeah, yeah. man, this campaign is dark. I think that's a that's a good note to end this episode on. <laughs> Jeez, just in a really dark COVID nineteen kind of place. We'll just just end it there. Oh man! But seriously, uh, you guys, yeah, take it easy out there. Be careful. Stay safe. Don't get sick. And if, and if you do get sick, I guess stay in your house. Don't spread it around. Yeah, so, social distancing, people. Yeah, I already did that anyway. I already did that anyway. I don't use Facebook. It's the same difference, right? Yeah, no, I don't use Facebook either. Actually, I have to because the stupid gaming group here. That's all. That's the only way they want to interact. You guys yeah. suck. <laughs> Shout out to the local gaming group. I've been on Facebook since December. Whoosh. Look, they're they're on my crap list for canceling my Blood Bowl League. So, oh, yeah, that? screw you guys. Can you use Roll Twenty? 
I offered. I've set up Blood Bowl on Roll20. I know. Roll20 even sent out an email saying, hey, you don't have to cancel your gaming gaming group because of COVID-19. Use Roll20. That's true. I did not get that email. All right. Bye, Craig. All right. See you all later, Craig.